Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Isolated Mind. And uh, today I wanted to talk about something a little bit differently. Uh, whereas usually I talk about, um, you know, mental health experiences and things like that. I actually wanted to talk about how things going on in the world today are sort of uh, affecting people's mental health. Um, and what I mean by that is not just, you know, like the pandemic and everything, but sort of um, how things are being ran. Uh, and sort of controlled and messing with people's minds, uh, almost out of like some dystopian film. Um, you ever see that guy, like, I mean, no specific guy, but that quote-unquote crazy guy that goes, runs out in the public and says, the government's controlling everyone, blah, 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 and people think he's crazy um, because of, you know, his language uh, or the way he speaks, his body language, things like that. Um He's not necessarily wrong. Uh, it's definitely more in the way it goes about it. Um, that is definitely uh, gives people that impression. Um, and I saw this with a lot of people who I work with, a lot of patients. Um, they were not wrong in some of the things they said. Um, it's just that some of them have been so messed up uh, through things completely out of their control or through current situations that... They don't, they literally, or quite literally, um, don't know how to control their speech or their body language and things like that. So, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, and what I mean is that, I'm trying to figure out where to start. Okay, so, the handling of this pandemic. Uh, as many of you know, um, COVID is a very, um, as far as I know, at least very real, very serious disease um, that has killed a lot of people um, and affected a lot of families, and everyone is aware of that. Um, however, if you seem to notice how uh, there's something sort of odd about it in which the way it's being handled... Um, you know, you walk into a Walgreens or something, and it's like, everyone stay six feet apart. Please wear your mat, blah, 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 right? And it's like something out of a dystopian film. Um, and it doesn't really take much to see, oh, you know, this is this is sort of odd. Um, it's like, are they just trying to keep this going on as long as possible, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so don't think this is going to be a rant about COVID or vaccines or anything like that. This is just purely example. I'm not uh, going to get into all that right now. Um, however, I will say um, the whole point of this episode is to sort of tell you why this sort of uh, control is affecting people so heavily. Uh, you walk into a Walmart, right? Uh, or a Target, and you see like these security cameras everywhere with like these <laughs> face identifiers and you see like uh you know everyone knows it's like a known thing that uh your phone or uh your tv or anything like that you say something and you get an ad for it like everything you're saying is being like constantly monitored right uh well yeah this is true this is a known thing like everything you're saying everything you're doing is being constantly monitored um and because of that you don't really have any privacy or a sense of privacy, you don't have the sense of uh, really freedom. Um, you know, everything is sort of like trapped. It's like, will you, will, 
you allow this app to use your location, uh, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yes, do you agree to these terms of agreement? Yes, are you a robot? What the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? Are you a robot? It's not like a serious concern. Like, they're just a bunch of robots on the web. They just gotta make sure you're not one of them. I mean, yeah, but. Um, and I don't think this is necessarily uh, scary. I don't want this to be like an episode of like a conspiracy, you know what I mean? Um, However, this isn't necessarily conspiracy. Like all the all the things that I just mentioned are, I mean, true. Like these are known things that you know no one sort of pays attention to. But also, it's not just that. Um, it's the constant, constant ads, advertisements. You know, you turn on the TV, you go literally anywhere. There's a logo in your fucking face everywhere. You know, uh, it's like there's a trademark on everything, food, um, clothes, nothing you buy, you, you're wearing that brand, right? Um, like a bunch of all-seeing eyes <laughs> everywhere you go. Um, and another thing is like uh, all these slogans on these company logos and everything like that. Like I know for like Lowe's, it's like never stop improving, right? Basically, you like stay in work, do your job, um, <laughs> and this is definitely like a bottomless pit, because, uh, say never stop improving, what the fuck does, what the fuck does that mean, like, that's, what, you gotta constantly clean, you gotta constantly work, so you can repeat the cycle over and over again, no one wants to do that shit, people wanna live, you know, people wanna, uh, feel free, and so that's why I like kind of what's going on with this sort of, um, Unemployment, I'm not saying that I like the fact that people are, you know, uh, I'm not saying that I like the fact that people are unemployed. All I mean is that I like the fact that um, people are willingly quitting their jobs uh, due to the fact that um, how they're being treated at work and uh, they're tired of not being treated like people. Uh, you know, they just have surgery and then they call their boss and tell them they call in for one day, even though they showed up every day for a year and then their boss holds it against them forever. It's, it's like, uh, it's, I don't want to be dramatic and compare it to something like slavery, but when you're paying people a minimum salary, um, for, uh, doing pretty much all the work uh, in for such a large corporation um, and then being like, well, what are we paying you for, you know? That's not uh, suitable living. That is quite literally um, just slightly more paid slavery. And... Um, you might say, well, you need to work, you need to do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm not saying that working is bad or you shouldn't get a job or blah, blah, blah. Like, you do what you want to do. I'm saying that so many of us have been brainwashed and get cold con- constantly by our families. Like, if we quit a job that we're mis- miserable at, like, it was, like, seriously affecting us, like, mentally and physically... 
What do you hear from your family? Oh my God, why would you quit that job? You know, you, you have to get another job immediately. And your life is constantly being controlled by others due to the fact that their minds have been sort of polluted by this hard work ethic idea. Whereas this hard work ethic idea was instilled by uh, these people who don't do shit, who get everyone else to do it for them and make a lot of money off of it because they know that without them, they won't be able to make a lot of money. And you see that now where it's actually sort of turning around where now so many places are in need of workers. They're begging people to come back. There's a food shortage and then there's all these things happening and they dig it completely to themselves. And it's kind of comical. Um, now, me personally, uh, I've never been someone who, surprise, surprise, who's been able to really stick with a job. I don't understand how people do. I don't understand how people stay in the same place for 40 or so years. Um, I believe I would quite literally kill myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, just a joke. Just a joke. Anyways. Um, kind of threw me off the loop because as people know, some of you are from my Instagram, Hall of Famous Jameis, uh, I just say really dark shit, way worse than that, um, but also speak about mental health, uh, but in my opinion, uh, having humor uh, has really sort of helped my mental health about it, you know, uh, instead of taking it seriously and being like, I've really taken it I mean, you should take it seriously, yes, but taking it so seriously can sort of um, bog you down and make it even seem more surreal, you know what I mean? So, going back to the sort of um, what I was talking about with the whole never stop improving, why this is like a constant terrible cycle, right? Uh, you get up, you have the same routine every day, you, you know, uh, put on, or you get in the shower... Use shampoo, use body wash, uh, then you use face wash, and then you use the second step of that face wash, and then you use lotion because the face wash, um, you know, dried you out. But did you use the right lotion, or did you use the wrong lotion? Do you have to get the same lotion from that company? Um, and then you go downstairs and you take your medicine um, that you were probably way better without before, but now that you're on it, you can't go without it. Um, and if you do try and go without it, uh, you'll never completely just get back on it or just get on something completely different. And then you take your vitamins and then you take more vitamins for those vitamins, all from a bunch of <laughs> different companies. And um, you see all these slogans and everything on your toothpaste, on your uh, shampoo, do good today, this helps the environment, this blah, 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 and it's all such bullshit, <laughs> to, put it, to put it straightforward. It, it is all quite literally bullshit. Now, there are companies out there who are seriously trying to do the right thing, um, people who are trying to not have uh, artificial preservatives or, you know, GMO and things like that. Uh, however, these are usually more expensive obviously, and these have sort of the same slogans, and um, yes, they, they are better for you, um, and I would definitely recommend uh, things like that. Uh, however, 
it's the same cycle, whereas you feel like, okay, that's the only thing I can sort of eat now or drink now. So if I go back to anything that's artificial or anything like that, um, I will quite literally die, like immediately, because I've just been stuck on this. And so it feels like um, everything just sort of gets thrown in our face. Uh, turn on your computer TV. Everything is just thrown in your face. And don't even get me started on like the whole cash advances, you know, where it's like, um, I know it's like the Dave app or uh, the... Uh, Bridging app and things like that, where it's like, um, here's a payday loan, right? Here's a, we'll give you an advance up to $200 uh, before your paycheck. And then all of a sudden, if, you know, something happens with your job or you don't have the same amount of money you had in your bank account and you do pay them back, not only do they charge an extra fee for that, but they're probably not even going to give you the same advance that they did um, when you have the money, because they loan you when you have the money, but not if you don't. And that is insane. That keeps you in debt. That keeps you trapped. And like, you know, like the modern banking with all the, like these overdraft fees and everything. I know like Chime and all that, where it's like fee-free overdraft, blah, blah, blah. And so that way you realize like it's okay to like blow your money because you'll have like that overdraft and you'll constantly stay in the negative. These are all like practically scams. Um, the I know that a lot of banks, uh, and say what you will about, you know, banks in general, but a lot of banks will at least warn you of the dangers of overdrafting um, and what it can do. So like, you know, your credit and everything. Um, and you see what I mean? Like if you have a hard situation in life, like say you just get, get out young um, and you don't know anything about credit scores, or anything, uh, how important it was, or what happens if your bank goes into negative, or um, that if you uh, go in debt with anyone, that they're going to call you a million times per day, um, and basically threaten you, you know what I mean, uh, from a company perspective. This is so overwhelming when you get out. You don't learn about this shit in school. They don't tell you about this shit in school. They tell you... Um, Everyone knows like the shit you learn in school is basically worthless, but it's not even be it's beyond that. It's almost like it's purposeful. It's almost like the shit that they tell you in school is um made so that way you can just that they can weed out the ones who don't really care about it and leave them constantly like in debt or stranded or you know they end up on drugs or in the streets or just committing suicide, doesn't matter, it's fine, wing them out, and the ones that actually do, you know, do their schoolwork and everything and pay attention to the useless shit can go through college and start a family, and that family can go to their baseball games and football games and provide more and more money for them, right? It's a perfectly fucked up system. Um, it keeps, nope, it makes, it keeps people from living their life, that's what I'm trying to say, it keeps people from feeling free, it keeps people from um, really doing what they want to do. Like, how many times do you see, like, these these families at Disney World or Disneyland or something, and you see that usually, like, the dad's completely miserable trying to carry the kids, like, the mom's yelling at him, blah, 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 blah. And both of them are miserable because both of them, neither of them, you know, they just kind of fell in love. But, like, 
Uh, they, they had the whole idea, you know, growing up with all these movies and everything. Family is the most important out of all, right? And then they start a family and then they realize, oh, now they're kind of stuck and it sucks and now they have kids to take care of. And now that they have kids to take care of, um, they have to do and they have to work in these same jobs in order to provide for their quits for their kids and they can absolutely not quit their jobs or else uh, usually, you know, most marriages break up because of like finances and things like that. And it's, it's so, it takes everything that makes life joyful, love, peace, um, love, peace, joy, happiness. It takes all of that and it markets it. It turns it into a brand. It turns it into a product and it sells it to you in a can, literally and metaphorically. And so therefore, you think that it is impossible to obtain any sort of happiness or any sort of joy or any sort of love or anything from life if you don't buy that product, again, literally and metaphorically. And so going back to what I was saying about, you know, uh, I've never really been one, you know, to really uh, stick with the job and blah, blah, blah. And believe me, I, I suffer for it, right? I, <laughs> I paid my consequences. Um, it was part of the reason that damaged my relationship, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't true to me. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, it, it made me feel soulless, uh, doing the same thing every day. It made me feel soulless. It made me not feel like a person. It made me feel like a machine. And, but what I had to sort of understand is that, um, cause a lot of people think that if they don't, you know, uh, if they don't work, if they don't uh, do what they want, or if they actually did what they want to do, do that they wouldn't have any money, right? Um, that's not true at all. Um, I've always been provided for in some way or another by uh, God, or um, as some people call it, like the universe. But I say God, um, and that is my faith, and so sort of through that, I've understood that I've had sort of just miracles happen to where, because I stayed true to myself, because I sort of stayed on my path and didn't really listen to the outside voices, uh, I was provided for. Like I remember uh, one time I was, um, and here, here's a funny story. One time I was running uh, late to work. Um, I worked at like, you know, this like tile company, like I was placing tile or some bullshit. Um, but my boss gave me the wrong address because we go to different houses and place these tiles. So my boss gave me the wrong address and I went 45 minutes out of the way to the opposite side of the town, right? Um, and it was already about 12 o'clock and they were like, where are you at? Where are you? Like they called and, or I told them early, um, I was like, oh my God, I ended up like way over here. And even though there was really no reason for me going that day, they still made me go in that day because it's, um, no, I think it was like actually an hour and a half out of the way. But the problem with that is, is that I didn't have the money to even work in this shop. I didn't have the money to even get gas to get back to that job, right? That was hour and a half back there uh, to where I actually needed to be. I drove an hour and a half 
for this job with basically no gas. And they're like, well, that sucks. We'll get back. And I was like, I don't even know if I have the gas. And um, they were like, well, uh, that's what it, they said. What are you paying me for? You know, maybe you should handle your finances better, blah, blah, blah. And so by going out of the way, um, heading back, I had, I think, like a dollar and 12 cents or something like that on my card. Um, and then I went in there and embarrassingly told the cashier, uh, hey, I need a dollar and 12. And it declined, right? She couldn't even, I couldn't even um, get that in my gas. And the cashier actually paid for me. She paid $10 for me, um, which is something like I've never seen before. Uh, but I remembered that a day before, and this isn't to like brag or anything, this isn't to like say, um, oh, I do all these things for people. Um, I had actually uh, given someone $10. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might've been uh, someone who was homeless or uh, it might've been like a tip, like a delivery driver, $10. Because a lot of times I just like, keep in mind that um, a lot of times the evidence of like receiving back to me is because like I do give away like financially even when I really don't have it. Um, even if some might say it could be somewhat self-destructive, but I have like evidence of miracle that it always comes back to me. Every single time I've ever given to others, I guess always come back um, in some way or another. And that is what it's so important for people to know. People are so stuck on this sort of practical grounded sense that um, you can't give, you have to be stingy with it. You can't give to others because that's all you have and you can't help others. And these people out on the street cannot be helped. And you wish you could help them. You really could, but you can't because you don't have the money, right? That is a fucking lie. To put it straightforward, that is a fucking lie. It is the natural law of the universe. You can look in every single religion, everywhere, every single belief. It is, you know, what comes around goes around, or karma, or you sow what you reap, or um, anything you do comes back to you, whether positive or negative. You know, like, it's, it's, it's less black and white than that, but at the same time, it's not. Uh, this is with anything. I know, like... You've seen evidence of um, sort of probably in your life when you uh, did something good to someone and then you gave it back. It's like Christmas. It's like you give and you receive, right? Um, which Christmas is also something that's been extremely marketed and kind of just turned into bondage where it's like if you don't have the money to get people presents that year, they just you sort of have to anyways and then you receive. And But at the same time, it's a beautiful thing because you can go around with your family and you can, you know... Uh, exchange gifts and everything like that. Um, but why is this one day of the year? And why is it market? Why is it like every year, you know, it's like if you feel in a bad state, you have to go to a store just to get some ads. And then all of a sudden it's like Santa Claus is in your fucking face, <laughs> you know? And it's like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And it fucking, it ruins the spirit. Whereas as a kid, it's like you had, you know, like, Oh, there's that spirit of Christmas and it's like oh but now when you're older it's like kill me I don't want to do this shit you know what I mean um, and then everyone's saving up for Christmas you know like how am I gonna do Christmas because of this but then you feel so pressured to do it
because it's thrown in your face. And oh my God, if you didn't get this gift, uh, if you didn't give this person a gift, you're just an asshole. It has nothing to do with you're probably like broke and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know that may seem somewhat contradictory because of what I was saying, like, you know, giving, if you give and you receive. But here's why it's not. It's because on Christmas, it's an obligation. It's not out of the kindness of your heart. Or it may be, like I'm saying, like, the reason you give on Christmas is because uh, it's Christmas and you just have to give on Christmas and every other day of the year, fuck it. But when you give to others out of the kindness of your heart, it's always going to come back to you. If you have um, a dollar left in your pocket and say that you're going and for some reason you just are like, what am I going to do with this dollar, you know? And you give that dollar to someone else, you're going to get back probably $20 some way. Um, And... This is taught beautifully in, um, I know, in Christianity, um, but it's also taught in other religions as well. Um, so, I don't want you to think that my point is that, uh, oh, well, you know, like, that's just your belief. Like, this is, I can't, you know, just go and quit my job and, you know, expect... That, that's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying that everyone should just quit their job and throw up in the signs and say, fuck the system. It'd be cool, but I know that's not necessarily realistic. Um, at least right now, I really hope one day. <laughs> but it's that you don't have to necessarily believe me. Um, it's just that look at your own life. All right, go back to when you were on your knees and couldn't, and either you were just praying or begging or to anyone and anything, uh, to God, to your family, and you know, it seemed like nothing was working out for you. And then always it's like in that moment, something reaches out, right, and helps you. Because you were honest with your situation. You didn't try to bottle it up. You didn't try and go and steal from others. You didn't um, do anyone wrong. You know what I mean? You simply were in a situation that was out of your control. And due to that, uh, you were helped. You had a hand that reached out and sort of pulled you out. And so... If you know that that was there for you in that aspect of your life, who's to say it won't be for every other aspect? And who's to say we shouldn't be able to do that with others? Why should we be so stingy with this, um, with our money? Or why should we be so stingy with our things? And why should we have this idea that um, this, if you scratch your back, I, sc- or, bleh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Why should that even be a thing like, oh, but bro, you remember that time that I gave you $20 for gas? It's all, there's so many times, it's so infuriating to me that it's like when you receive something, there seems to be always a stipulation. You know what I mean? Like you're obligated, you owe that person something. 
how many friendships are made just purely out of favor? Because they feel like they owe the other person something. That's not a friendship, you know? And that's an obligation. And people now, it seems, are stuck in their life and in their current situation due to pure obligation and nothing else. And understand, you are not obligated to shit except... You. And for me, I feel that God works through me and I do the will of God. But for you, I can't speak for you. So all I can tell you is sort of speak to what you know. And, you know, if you believe in God, and you do the will of God, however you define God in whatever religion, whether you're Muslim, uh, Christian, whether you're, um, hell, whether you're Buddhist, like, you do the will of what you know is there for you. And when you do that will, and even if it's just you, say you don't believe in anything and you just think it's you, don't listen to anyone else. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your mom. Now, I'm not saying don't care that it's your mom. Like, don't be like, oh, fuck you, mom. I'm going to do what I want. You know, I'm going to rebel. No. I mean that you do... You. Be honest and open for those around you about what you want to do. No matter how crazy it is. If you want to go, say you live in like Tennessee and, you know, your family wants you to be a lawyer. And they say you're never going to make your, like make anything of yourself unless you want to be a lawyer. What, you want to go and be a lawyer just to make them happy? And then 30 years later, you're a lawyer and unhappy and realize there was no way of ever making them happy anyways? You can't make people happy. It's impossible. You, you can't. But the only way really to true happiness is following the lead of what you know and helping others along the way. So when I say you do you, I don't just mean you do you in the sense of, all right, I'm just going to do what I want and I'm just going to push everyone else out of the way. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying that. Kind of the opposite. I'm saying follow the footsteps of what you know the right path is. There are a lot of footsteps, but you'll know which one is yours. Follow those all the way. Don't go off track. And anyone you see along the way that asks for your help, help them. And even if they don't ask, if you just see those in need, help them. And I promise you're going to be perfectly okay. You will have everything working for you on that path. And understand that Everywhere you look, 
Act as if everything outside of what you know in yourself is against you. And I don't mean that at the victim or act like your family's against you or that everyone's preying on your downfall. Don't do that. I'm saying it's not people who are against you. I don't want you to think that you should disregard people because they're always going to bring you down and sort of sink you into their sinkhole. Um, while people do have a habit of doing that, it's not the people who are doing that. Not necessarily. It is sort of this corrupt creation made by the greed and um, of people and the powers that be, wherever that may be, in this world to where you look around, you're driving, you can't go anywhere without seeing a single fucking, um, you know, ad, sign, all thrown in your face, telling you exactly what you, you should hear. Like, you look up online and you see, like, those articles that are like, what you should know, what you should know about blah, 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 what you should think about blah, 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 blah. It's all brainwashing. Whether they're even meaning to do it, maybe they're just doing it for clicks, right? But it is all telling you exactly what to think. It's kind of like when someone dies, and this might sound horrible to some of you, but I really don't care. When someone dies, like, in the media... Right? Like if an artist or like someone's favorite rapper or someone's uh, favorite athlete or someone dies in the media. Um, <laughs> it's sad that they die, of course. But do we constantly need to remind people how sad it is? Do you need to hear every single fucking 9-11 how bad 9-11 was, even though everyone knows who was probably behind 9-11? But no, you're a terrible person if you don't, right? You're a terrible person if it just exhausts you a little bit of scrolling through your Instagram. You have to see the same person and everyone pretending to care that they died. Right? And maybe that was your favorite artist or your favorite athlete. And you care. And that matters, of course. Of course it does. Because that person was very special to you. They might not have known you. You might not have known them, right? But understand that if you didn't, you're not obligated to go and comment and write a paragraph about how tragic it is that they died. Nor do you need to comment like, how hilarious it is. Now, me saying that, I like to make light and make fun of the fact that um, it is just constant sadness during it, you know, and make posts that sort of uh, rub some people the wrong way, but understand that I'm never speaking about, you know, the person who died or their family or that it was good that they died or funny that they died. That's not the point. I'm saying that they market people's death. They market the death of people. They make money off of people's death. How much money do you think have they made off of... Uh, it's as Tintashian's uh, unreleased quote-unquote albums that he might not have ever even wanted to release. 
What, you think that money goes to his family? Maybe some of it. But you think they make more money when someone is dead or when someone's alive? Well, of course when they're dead, because most of the money's going to the person, right? But not when they're dead. So, that being said, understand that all of these goals, these successes that are getting like sort of thrown in your face, if you feel like you're going crazy, um, it's because you're human and what's happening around us, this constant stimulation overload. I think about how much you look at your phone all day. Your eyes ever hurt? You know, and I'm not saying like blaming you because you look at your phone all day. It's not your fault. How could you not? Everything's on it, right? But then how are you supposed to have motivation to live when you feel like you have everything right there, but that everything is just a fabrication? It's a lie. It's not the real thing, right? And going back to what I was saying about the, like, the celebrity deaths and everything, I know I'm maybe a little bit all over the place, but there's no really straight topic. Like, there's no straight way to sort of talk about this. I'm trying to think. You know how with the celebrity deaths, right? They mark it on and they throw it in your face and they make you think that if you don't really care, that's a horrible, per- that you're a horrible person, right? And that you should feel obligated to uh, care. That you should feel obligated to say, oh yeah, so sad, hate that happening, even if you didn't know them, right? Well, it's the same thing with a lot of like movements. And they take every good movement and every good message and they corrupt it and make it their own, right? So if you're talking about something like, uh... alright, gonna get a little crazy here. Talking about BLM, right? BLM, everyone knows, great message. Maybe not everyone knows, great movement. But we support it. What I don't support is how corporations like the NFL and like the NBA and like um, uh, CNN or Fox twist it and corrupt it and make it into their own corporate fuck-up and then throw it at you and say, this is what it means. They speak about the movement for you. And they make money off of it. And they corrupt it and use it as their own and use it as more of a reason to divide people. Was BLM ever meant to be something to divide people? Or was it supposed to bring people together? It was supposed to bring people together. It was supposed to state that people were tired, that black people were tired of um, feeling scared about being pulled over. And that they were going to get killed by the police. Which is completely understandable. Like... Even in, I can't see, like, I know even in my town, like, if you do anything, like, uh, with everyone, the police are going to fucking pull you over. If you're going, like, five over. Like, they avoid all the things that they actually need to care about, but, however, they can just keep you in line a little bit, you know? You're going five over. Oh, and I got to show up to court, you know? Um, and if you don't show up to court, they'll just fucking, like, arrest you. Uh... 
even if it was just failure to stop at a stop sign. Um, <laughs> but with things like that, like I said, they took that message, they took a beautiful message like BLM. And they used it as another reason to separate people, put them into categories. Black, are you black lives matter? Are you all lives matter? Right? And that is what I truly hate. It's this any time that people, just regular people, try and do anything good, you have people on top, corporations who sort of take it and make it their own and make money off of it and couldn't give a shit less about the people underneath it. And it's manipulative, it's wrong, it's... Think about like with the LGBTQ community. You think that that started, you know, how it turned out now? Or was it just a pure message of people who are homosexual who wanted to be accepted into society? Right? That's a very pure message. That's all that they wanted. That's all that the message was. But what has it turned into now? And you think that's real people behind the movement that turned it into that message? No. I'll tell you what turned it into it. You see like the trending on Twitter or YouTube, blah, 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 did this. Or they said that, um, they said that uh, gay people are bad. And they said, and they put it like number one on trending. Right, and so you can see all the profiles of people saying, I can't believe that he said this about blah, 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 blah. And then you just get all this fighting going on. Why do you think they put that on top of trending on Twitter, on YouTube, on every, everywhere? These people are sociopaths. They don't care about your movement. They don't care if you want to be accepted into society. They want to keep it society exactly how it is, divided. If people come, because if people come together, they're fucked, plain and simple. And you see right now with like the food shortage and everything. Um, and like all the like prices going up because things are harder to come across because people aren't wanting to work because they're tired of how they're being treated at their jobs. Um, and it's way worse in other countries. I mean, we live in America and not saying America's any less evil. Um, America just sort of gift wraps and gift wraps their evil. Um, But when people come together, when everyone comes together, if they actually have people communicate 
you know, like if you have two people talking to each other, communicating, let's say you get um, someone who's Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter, and you have them just talk to each other. You have them in a room together and they yell at each other. They might uh, argue a little bit or maybe not. I guarantee you, though, at the end of the day, if they're both, you know, level-headed people, they're going to shake each other's hand or they're going to hug each other and they're going to get a better perspective at each other's point of view. But everything's going to be prevented from doing that. No one... It's not that no one wants to hear the other's point of view. It's that a lot of times we're not even allowed for that to happen. They're not going to show on Twitter or on you know, YouTube comments, they're not going to put at the top of, like, you know, the feed how two people got together and came along and finally agreed on a certain point. No, they're going to put these two people arguing and bantering and calling each other a terrible person and calling each other these terrible fucking things and saying everything about the other person or the other person's race that they probably don't even mean, Right? Because when you're talking to someone online, they don't feel like a real person. There's not really much else to say. Um, I didn't know the direction that this episode was going in. I guess a lot of it's been sort of boggled up, you know? It's hard not to. Um, because during all of this, you know, feeling alone for so long, well, it really sucks mentally. When you get away from the constant noise for a little bit and it gets quiet you're able to process everything that's going on so all i can suggest is just get away from the noise a little bit i don't want this to seem you know hate fueled or anger it gives a little bit of anger sure but i want people to know that I love everyone, and it saddens me to see how confused everyone is, and um, how when you simply look at it from a third person, we are not in that confusion. You can sort of see exactly what the mess is and how the fits is so simple. How it's simply just reaching out a hand. And that is my point. Because you've heard that. You've heard all of this before. You've heard reach out a hand, help others, love others. But it was all to promote something. 
promote themselves. It had nothing to do with helping others. So therefore, you didn't feel motivated to do it because you knew it wasn't real. That none of it's real. It's all been turned into every human emotion, every word, every action, every movement, every good thing about life. has been polluted, corrupted. And used to sell, and used to market, and used to brand, and used to advertise, and used for financial gain, or used for social gain, None of it's real. I just wish people could see that it still exists and can be real. But the only way is if people start recognizing when it's real and when it's not. So yeah, that's all I really want to talk about. Um, I could go on and on about how I sort of, um, you know, I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. That's all I really need to talk about. I guess sort of vent out some frustration So yeah, that's all. So thank you guys for listening. Next episode, I'll talk about probably something, you know, more to do with um, mental health, but I feel like this definitely does have something to do with mental health. Because like I said, mental health is something that has also been completely corrupted. You hear it and it's like, that's not what mental health is about. It turned it into a trend, turned it into, give you the wrong definitions for it and then say that's what it is so you won't understand what your own mental health looks like. But anyways, that'll be all. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Isolated Mind. I'm Harrison Haynes, signing off.